Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. Welcome you might back. end up on paradise. It's you are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. It's, it's been a tough season. I think everyone can agree with that. And it's not necessarily just because they're bunkered down in one location, which does kind of suck. We learned that on the Palm Springs season, La Quinta, the Claire and Tasha season. I noticed that I keep seeing that Claire and Dale are together. thought they fucking broke up. Can somebody give me a heads up? No, don't, because I don't really want to know. I thought they broke up, and I keep seeing stuff where they're together in Florida. Somebody figure that out for me. Uh, I'm joined now by co-host of The Bachelor Lifestyle, the very knowledgeable, always informed, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Do you know, do you, do you know about that, Claire and Dale Moss? No, I mean, that's the thing about me in this product yeah. is that I like to just watch the TV show every week and then come over with my own thoughts and I stay away from spoilers and peripheral uh, social media things, which I shouldn't do. I should be, what's the word, ensconced, if that's a word, into this uh, brand and I should be taking in everything it has to offer. And I don't. I steer clear of that. So, um, yeah, if maybe Faye B could uh, could, uh, wait. Fabe with uh, what exactly what uh, what's going on with Claire now I will say that um, one of the off the air things that we have mentioned on this podcast is Rachel um, and her racist antics now after last night's show or Monday night's show I'm, I'm thinking this it just hit me because um, you know Chris Harrison's not doing the after the rose yeah it's going to be Emmanuel Ocho who's that who has has a brand, um, you know, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. And oh, he's, so he's 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 like a race guy. Yeah. Oh, OK, gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, he's a he's a talent on Fox Sports. He's a former NFL player. He could talk about sports. But during this this pandemic and especially during, you know, uh, post George Floyd protests and whatnot, he really kind of came into his own Oprah acknowledged him and has taken her her wing. So anyways, my thing is this, do you really have a manual Ocho host a show that doesn't have Rachel and Matt talking about this controversy? In other words, Rachel and Matt are a couple and they just go into it. I've been, I've been saying, I've been saying this since I've been saying this since it happened. I've been saying this. That's been your prediction, but I'm giving more proof. I don't think they have that host. If the, if the two don't walk, walk away together. That's a really good point. Um, That's a really, really, really good point, Jason. Absolutely. I, it's one, it's a good point on its own, but it's also, it's even better because it echoes my original prediction it cements what i've been saying all along and now because you've added that detail i know for certain there's no chance rachel kirkconnell does not walk away next monday night as the bachelor winner (laughs) as the bachelor winner or um as they kept mentioning in this episode um, you know, engagement's right around the corner. I want to get your thoughts. Like, what do you think? Oh, you know, yeah. en- yes. They talk about engagement. I 
like it's just the next level of the game it's so like you know like you know level five is next the Mm -hmm. the the play is faster and there's the villains are are more dangerous are you ready for that um as a guy that's been divorced two times see jason jason has zero marriages under his belt i know he's got at least one engagement but he's never actually pulled the trigger as a guy that's been married two times, I would say follow Jason's lead and not mine. Don't rush into anything. Really, really make sure first. And I would say don't get engaged to somebody you met on a game show that you've known for three weeks. I would. That's just a suggestion. I don't know. What was Charles Barkley's advice to Tiger? I know you've done a deep dive into the Tiger Woodstock. I think didn't I'm not. No, Barkley's advice to Tiger was don't get married until you're in your thirties or something like that. Right. That's good um, advice. No, it is. It's great yeah. advice. Michael Jordan did it perfectly, right? No, he, he made just, all... no, he was married to Juanita. Oh, early, early on. That's right. For most of yeah. his whole career, he was married to Juanita, but he was out doing no. his. Yes. No. Yes. That I will was t- not a part of a big part of the documentary. No, they, I- don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really mention that part um at all but yes michael jordan was a married man for like i was saying like i was saying george brett did it really well he got married when he was 41 and had all of his fun before that juanita the former juanita jordan one now juanita vanoy married kyle vanoy married to Michael Jordan from 1989 to 2006. And her name came up once in the documentary? No, no but it was No, of course not. Neither documentary. Hours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it said, hold on right here. The Last Dance. Now we, now we know why Juanita Vanoy was... Missing from the Michael Jordan documentary. Uh, Ten part docuseries, though there were some aspects of Jordan's personal life that were showcased, including the murder of Jordan's father. Oh, hold on. Uh, The Last Dance revealed snippets of his older children, but his ex-wife, Juanita Vanoy, was hardly seen or mentioned at all. Now Jordan's eldest daughter, Jasmine Jordan, is telling us why. Uh, I don't know. It's too long to read. She wasn't in it. And it's, you're not the only one that noticed. Yeah. Wow. He, he was married. He was married to Juanita. Juanita was like his bank teller or something. Like he would go, he got signed by the bulls and he was a rookie and he was going in depositing those big checks. And that's, that's where he met Juanita and when he was married to her for 17 years. So yeah, that wasn't in there. I th- Do you think that their pillow talk included stuff like deposits yeah. Um, let me make a deposit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think it definitely did. I think maybe they switched. Maybe they did role playing, role reversal, and he would be the bank teller and Juanita would be the rookie of the year. Number right. three overall draft pick. And she would come in and make her deposits. I don't know. And he would say, um, Hey, I need you to make a withdrawal with your mouth. That's what he would say. So here's here's how it looks. Um, We had overnights on on, uh, on Monday. Now, overnights, as everyone listening to this podcast knows, used to be called fantasy suites. I am convinced that they've they've definitely – pushed fantasy suites out of the vernacular because it's become politically not correct to imply that fantasy suites are fantasies and where people are compelled to have sex or something. Have we, have we come full circle though? Because it was, it's only recently that they even let us think that sex might be going down in the fantasy suites. They've always been called that. But they they never acknowledge that there was that there was banging happening there. And now and, and but these days you got Pilot Pete going in there 
and throwing down four sessions in the windmill. Yeah, it, it is a, the contradiction, but they they obvious it's obvious they don't call it fantasy suites anymore. They barely call it overnights. Yeah. What they do, what they have been referring to it as, as um, off camera time. Yeah. Um, uninterrupted time with Matt. Like it's it's just they they've taken the whole innuendo out of describing it. But you're right. The show still more than ever um, shows in the edit that these people have obviously spent the night naked together. Matt was just full on without a shirt on. Yeah. Um, in one in one of the after the dates last night. But yeah. anyways, uh, Michelle, Bree, and Rachel are our final three. Keep in mind, Bree told Matt two to three weeks ago that she gave up her dream job that her dream job called her, yep. I guess, while she was on bachelor and said, if you can't make it in by next week, we're going to have to let you go or you're going to have to resign. And she, instead of doing the thing you're supposed to do, which is go to Matt say, I've been given this, this predicament. Do you want to keep me around or not? If not, I'm just going to, I'm going to go back to my dream job. And she, instead of that, she went to Matt and said, I resigned my dream job for you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, do you think she was able to call them back after Monday night? I know that's the thing. Also, yeah, I, I honestly felt for her. Like I typically do not get too emotionally tied into these, um, when these women or these men get sent home, but mm-hmm. I, for some reason did feel for her. It was a gut punch, uh, that she got, that she got named to go home. It was, I gotta be honest. I thought Brie was super hot. I don't, yes. I didn't notice her until two weeks ago. I didn't know she was who she was or that she was on the show or that there was someone called Brie there or that there was a hot, another hot girl that I liked. Um, and, but then once I did notice her, I was like, Hey, this Brie chick's super hot and she might be hotter than Rachel. So I was, I was stunned with the way things developed this no, week. She's, she's really cute. She's, she su- really she's super cute. Uh, okay. I'll just tell you this. So Brie lives in San Francisco. Do you know what her job was? Her dream job? No, I, I don't even know what it is. I was thinking like social worker or something, something important. Mm-hmm. It says it just says communications manager at a high profile social media company. Well, there's only a few of those, right? <laughs> I mean, Insta it could be Insta, IG, could be FB. Face, uh, Chris yeah, her- Chris Harrison even talked about how high profile Bree's job was during the introduction of the season's contestants. Could be um, Twitter. Now, here's the thing: everybody that's listening knows already, and they're like, "These guys are stupid," and they're yelling it into their phone right now, into their headphones, their their <laughs> AirPods. They're right. like, because they all know, because they're these people are up to date on this stuff, whereas you and I, real stupid. Yep. We'll have um, Reality Steve on next week. He knows all and of it. He'll, he'll yeah. be able to give all the information that we choose to ignore. Yes. Um, and maybe based on that information, maybe it was actually Mark Zuckerberg who made that call yeah. to her yeah. at the resort in Pennsylvania and said, you need to, you know, what is it? Decide or get off the pot, whatever. Should oh, I don't Jason, um, Jason. Yeah, that's right. You don't do fecal humor. Jason, Got it. Jason. Yeah. This is not that kind of show, my man. Got it. Um, so think about this. Each of these women are in their early to mid 20s. They have literally grown up with this show. Everyone knows what overnights are. Everyone knows what they mean. Yep. And Rachel, for whatever reason, um, gets really emotional about what it is. Um, she, for some reason, starts getting really upset that he's going to be intimate with two other women along with her during overnights. Yeah. I mean, that is a normal reaction to have that. 
nobody would be like super stoked that the guy they're dating is openly going to be intimate with two other girls, one probably even hotter than you. So it is, that's the, that's the genius of this show is that they get them dating a whole bunch of chicks and the chicks freak out about it, right? That's the whole thing of The Bachelor. So it would be weird if Rachel or all of the girls didn't have some trepidation about the uh, the overnight portion of the season because anybody that's dating somebody w- would probably have a problem with that, right? So this is how I look at it, right? Um, there are two ways to accomplish something. Um, how about let's take a diploma, a high school diploma. All right. You can go through your entire schooling and get your diploma after you finish 12th grade. Right. Or, or you can drop out of high school and eventually get your GED. Okay. That's often, that's often called the Brian Beckner route. Okay. Now, and, and I'm not judging, but what I'm saying is the analogy is this, there it, there are two ways of getting married in this world. I'm just going to go two ways. There's the, the the real way that the rest of the universe does it. And then there's the way the bachelor does That's it. That's right. And if I'm going to media train or if, if someone just drops in on the bachelor, having never seen it, this is my advice for any woman or any man that goes on the bachelor. Look, this show is designed to piss you off. It's designed to get you emotional. They're going to put a whole bunch of hurdles in your way. It's not like a regular relationship. The show wants you to fail to make great TV. So in order for you to win this show, you need to be eyes on the prize. The only thing you need to care about is your time with the subject, your time with The Bachelor. That's the only thing that you need to worry about because everything else is designed to piss you off and make you cry. That's right. Um, So Rachel just kind of falls into this trap. And that's that's the theme of the entire um, episode is that not only is she emotional about being one of three people that he sleeps with, but they make her wait. Um, they send Michelle first and then Brie and they do something that they just recently started doing. I don't think this was not a part of the show when we started doing this podcast, but they now force the three people back on the couch to talk about it. And they've been doing that. They've been doing that for a few seasons now. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, but it is just the last few seasons and it makes for some really awkward shit. Sure. Um, it's the best. Those are some of the more uncomfortable moments. Yeah. How was how was so, your balls deeping? Oh, my balls deeping was fantastic. How was yours? Hey, your balls deeping is coming up tonight. Do you think your balls deeping will be as good as our two balls deepings that we just had the last two nights? I mean, it's insane. It's an insane. These people would never have a conversation in real life. It's actually crazy. Right. And and I want to say that that's the way it was back then. They respected this whole thing and didn't have them have to talk about it. But anyways, yeah. um, that's 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 kind of the underlying theme throughout is Rachel's discomfort with all this. Um, but Matt did set the tone for the for the uh, episode with the the in, the entire exchange with his father. For those who don't know, his father like wasn't in his life or was occasionally in his life. His mother. Uh, raised him primarily and he's got a lot of pent up resentment about it as most people do. And he, instead of like offlining and having this conversation with his dad, um, that he decided to, to wait until there's a bunch of cameras and lighting and sound people <laughs> and tens of millions of people watching <laughs> to have the first conversation and Matt admitted this. That's the first time we've ever talked about this. Dad, you left mom. Why did you do that? Yeah. Um, that it's insane. Well, obviously he, a, a producer saw an opportunity and they pitched this to Matt and Matt being the good soldier was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And then, so then 
he decided to have probably one. He's a young guy. I think he's like 28. Probably the one of the most significant moments of his life. If not the most occurred while he was on TV with, as you said, tens of millions of people watching. It's uh, it's just it stuns me. And also, let me point out, and I'm not sure if I made this clear. These people are contestants on a game show. Yes. Matt is, I mean, technically he's the prize on the game show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Right. He's not he's not competing for prizes. He's he's being given away as a prize to one of the lucky bachelorettes. But we're. we're, No one realizes that, it seems. So they have these big life moments on the game show that they're competing on. It's so crazy to me, but also it's great. I love it. I mean, it really kind of speaks to uh, the mindset of that of Matt's generation and that like, if it's not on camera to be shared or what have you, then it's not significant, but the old man, you could tell like he walks in, he doesn't know what's going on. That's another thing too. They blindsided the guy, dad, you know, knocks on the door, Matt brings him in hugs. The old man's like, man, you're living good. You look great. I'm proud of you, son. And it was like on the up, up and up. Right. Yep. And then Matt just like, yeah, I just want to have this conversation. Um, before I propose to a woman to get married, um, I don't want to be you. I don't want to marry them and then leave them with the kids. And I just wanted to know why you did that to us. Yeah. <laughs> and, wow. and the, and the father, the father, I could see, you could see the range of emotions that he went through. It was initially like, are we really doing this here? Yeah. We're doing this now. This is what you want to do. Yeah. And then he started going through his head. Like, how do I react for television? It's not actually what I'm going to, what I would say. It's what I need to say on television now. Cause there's cameras on me. And then eventually it got around to him doing what he should have done uh, years ago, apologizing to his son, not really realizing how much he hurt him. And they cried and hugged it out. But there was a lot of torturous moments in between. I mean, if anything, uh, with the season with Matt, like there's been some really heavy, deep moments that, I mean, for such a sleazy ass show, um, Matt has kind of brought the best out of the show. I mean, that it was really compelling television. I feel bad for the dad, but I mean, it, it was good TV. Um, yeah, it's really good. He, I mean, so it wasn't like they were estranged their whole lives. They just never talked about him not being around for an extended period. And that's, and, and, but, but that's what made, that was the tear jerking moment. Okay. Um, they had him on the interview, right? Off scene interview saying, um, you know, my dad, whenever he would come around, would bring me some shoes and he would get us some pizza. Yeah. And he, he says, I, I didn't need pizza. I didn't need shoes. I needed a dad. I needed a dad. Yeah. And like, oh my God, you could, you could just about see the entire audience just bawling their head off. Um, and yeah, so he was the occasional dad, but he cheated on his, on his mother. Oh, is that, and, they put that on front street too? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't they, see they that. Said, dad, why did you cheat? Why did you do that to it? Like uh, they really put him on the spot. man. Uh, uh, that sucks. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. So, um, anyways, good TV, but what it did do is it gave Matt a great thing to talk about when each of the girls put him on the spot during their dates. So at the dinner, each of the women told them, I love you. I'm in love with you. You know, it's always falling, falling in love. And then 
this was the the night that each of them said, I am in love with you. Now, instead, when they asked him where your head's at, because he can't by rule answer that question, he divvied up this incredible story about how he sat down with his dad and hashed this whole thing out and how, how he could not, he can't commit to a woman without knowing what was inside his dad's head because he doesn't want to repeat that. And now he knows more than ever that he's not going to repeat that. So in other words, it's an amazing story that, that got the attention of the women, but it didn't answer the question at all. Of course not. It just was, it was, it was um, family drama porn. I hate when people call things that aren't porn, porn, where they're like food porn. And then you're like, wait, those words don't go together. So I'm, I apologize for doing that, but it was, it was family drama used for, uh, for the purposes of, um, eliciting a response, but it didn't propel the story at all. Right. And it's funny that you say, uh, food porn. I don't hate that word because I have, but my pet peeve is food anywhere. Like the only, the only place I need food is either on a plate or in your mouth and digesting inside your body. I don't need food to be smeared on anybody. Oh yeah. I don't need food to be used in porn. What about when they do, what about when they do when it's like supposed to be like a, a real baller party and they have, they have like a hot model and she's naked and just sushi all over her disgusting i hate it i can't stand it and me too i hate it it, the first date is matt and michelle uh having a what they call a pennsylvania dutch spa day which is smearing food on each other disgusting stepping in oatmeal stepping in milk oh my god milk putting butter putting butter on each other like it was it was gross in that it was food being smeared. Like there's always that part of the wedding. The, the cake uh, smash. Right. When, when there's the, when there's the slicing of the cake and you just hope to God that this is the one couple that one of the people doesn't smear it on their face. Cause I can't stand that. And everyone thinks they're the first person to do it when they do it. And they think it's a big fucking thing and I hate it. So anyways, the date really uh, struck a nerve with me. It's a trigger point with me. Um, but I guess it was okay. They got through the day. I hate it. I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't watch that and I'm glad I didn't because it would have, it would have done the same for me. I'm probably worse. Cause that's disgusting. No, it was awful. And you know, Michelle, uh, I just need to remind everybody, Michelle's the one that the woman that he handpicked mid season to come on the show. Late edition. They did this entire facade where they brought five women on and had him choose between the five women. But anyways, Michelle um, is still strong. She's on board. They had a great date. She tells him that he loves him Um, at dinner. No surprises there. She's not very interesting, to be honest. And I was I was thinking during their date that she was the path of least resistance in letting go. Like you got Rachel, who I think he likes the most, and she's an emotional wreck. And she she might do something harmful if she's not the winner. And then you have Brie who gave up her dream job. Yep. Michelle is just like this cool chick that kind of gives you that out. Um, and, and, and instead, he kind of surprised everybody and he gave her the rose first uh, when it came down to it, which was a, a surprise to me. Um, yeah, well, they do, but that's not up to him. It's the producers. It, yeah. But but I agree with you because Rachel was the chalk. Rachel was going to the final and everybody knew that. So maybe right. maybe their thinking is surprise them by picking Michelle. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, is Rachel going home? Because there have been times when you get down to the final three and you're like, oh, this chick's going to win. And bam, She's kicked off. What's her name comes to mind? The frog hog, Victoria F. <laughs> right. Didn't she when we expected her to win? I, I could be wrong, but that has happened before. So maybe maybe that was the rationale, but it was surprising to me as well. Now, um, the thing, too, uh, that they started doing on the show, not even started doing on the show, but like it's a thing that's said almost at the end of every single overnight date 
And each of the women think they're the first person to say it. And they, they think it's the coolest quote in the world. So they're, they're laying there and post coitus and they're wrapping up the morning. Great night last night, uninterrupted off camera, mm-hmm. really needed that. Mm-hmm. And then she says to him, I could really get used to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single woman says that. It's it's yes. not it's like it's it's not even like you know man, that's weird that one skipped it. Each of the three women said it, and I want to say every single woman for the last ten years has said it. <laughs> I I could yeah. really get used to this. Was there so? I don't recall. <laughs> did we see the shot of the shoes that I like to see? Did we? Because the yep. shoes is a guarantee that sex happened. I think they're um they're listening to right. the podcast they because they don't do that. They, they edit up. They don't do the shoes. And like I said, man, uh, Matt, just shirtless, like just, they just they just put it in your face. They're laying in bed yeah. uh, half naked. Um, and, you know, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, good yeah. for the show. I just yeah. I was thinking last night that of all the things that are, are going away or being um, canceled and everything else. I just think that the overnights on the bachelor's got to go away. It's, at yeah, some point. I know it's just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense that that, that is still there and all this other stuff around it. If Pepe Le Pew yes. is being canceled, yeah. the, the fantasy suites for the bachelor you'd think would be next. But right? you don't want to, Jason, you don't want to dig too deep into this because as you go down the line, pretty much, everything about the bachelor sh- should not exist. I mean, it's a, it's a ridiculous show. It's a completely demeaning to women. It's it p- portrays women as insane love addicts. <laughs> it's right. it, it makes a man a prize and it's a- always just some average fucking software salesman from Denver. Like, it's like, it's just, it's ridiculous on its face. Everything about it's ridiculous. Um, you did, that does, did remind me of something. The shoes, we'll know that they're watching, they're listening to this show when they start brushing their teeth, when they show clearly that they've brushed their teeth before they're having this conversation in bed. But I saw him, he was having the conversation in bed with Bree, who, who became my favorite on the show. And he goes, and like, he's kind of like in the position to be worshiped. So he's got like his shirt off and he's like kind of propped up against the headboard. And she's like turned sideways to him with like, kind of like her hands on his chest and very much, very much making him like the focal point. Like he's something to be, he's the prize. And, and he goes, was it everything you thought it would be? <laughs> and then she go, and then she goes, she goes, it was everything and a little bit more or no. And she, or she goes, not even a little bit. She goes, it was everything and more. And I was like, they're talking about his cock. This is, I have, this is clearly a dick discussion. This is, this is veiled discussion of him saying, what did you, did you appreciate how much dong I brought to this? And she was like, actually you had more dong than I thought you would. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Sweet. I'm not proving anyone wrong because I have in my notes oh. uh, conversation after overnights about penis. Um, she says it was every, everything I had hoped for and a bit more. Yes. So it was like six and a half and it ended up being like seven. I'm, believe- uh, I'm sorry to steal. I'm sorry to steal your thunder. I thought we I thought we'd gone past it. So I wanted to make sure we caught that. No, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you did. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he says goodbye to Bree. Uh, I'm sorry. He says goodbye to Michelle. Um, Michelle goes back to the house where they have the very awkward forced interaction to talk about her date with the two women that he hasn't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's very emotional. Um, and so that kind of sets the stage. Bree yep. is next. Bree. Uh, what did he do? He took her into the woods not a very appealing no. date as far as I'm concerned. Nope. Um, and the big, the big whole surprise was that he, he was not, he'd never been like camping. So he didn't know how to do camping, Good. but he kept telling her that he did. Oh, he, he kept like saying that he, that he knew, he, he knew, 
all about it. But then she was the one like pitching the tent. So this is like this is like this like an episode of Three's Company where like Jack Tripper's like, oh, no, I'm a real expert on um, how to ice skate. And then they go to ice skate and he uh, and he ice skates like a jackass. And it so it's that's exactly what they've done. Yeah. And um, he did. They pitched a tent in the middle of the day and then they got into it and laid there. And then he, you know, continued the ruse and was like. Yep, our overnights are going to be right here in this tent. Yeah, and you know they had this little. Are you kidding? And he's like, Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, not very interesting to no. be honest. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the dinner again, Bree Bree goes to this like, Well, you know, we got engagement coming up. You know, what do you think about that? Like the, the next level of the game here is engagement. Um, and again, he has the great story to tell now about how he had the heart to heart with his father and he doesn't have to commit to them either way. Um, which is, which is a brilliant move on his part. Um, she tells him he loves, she loves him. They pop a champagne bottle and for some reason, popping champagne bottles on TV is like a really like, um, awe, awe aspiring thing. Like, have you ever seen a person pop a champagne bottle on TV where there wasn't this like surprised look and then a laugh afterwards? It's um, it's like they've never opened a champagne bottle in their life every right. time, right. every time. And also, Hey, you know that it's not required that you waste 70% of the bottle of champagne when you when you pop a champagne bottle. Actually, if you just hold it at a slight angle and just slowly un, untwist the cork, or some people say just hold the cork and twist the bottle slightly, um, it's no champagne comes squirting out. It's only, it's only if you shake it up, it's only if you shake it up or hold it directly up and down and, and pop the cork out real quick that it all comes splashing out like that. And it's, it's, I'm glad you brought it up Jason. Cause it's triggering for me. Cause it's like, Oh, Hey, you just, you, you got a $40 bottle of Vuv there and, and 80% of it's on your fucking shoes. You know, like what's the point of that? You're bought, you bought it to drink it, not to, not to splash it around. Yeah, and it's always such a big deal. Like, there's yeah. always this, uh, oh, like th- it's like, man, what the mm-hmm. hell? So, um, it's it's a like, lot like it's a lot like when they check in to the embassy suites in Fort Worth, <laughs> and they're jump, they're like, oh my god, and they're jumping on the bed, and they're like, yeah. and there's like a view of the parking structure outside, and they're like, this is crazy, this is the nicest hotel room in the world. It's like, okay, calm down. You're just you're you know, there's 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 people's um cum on the on the on the pillows in there. All right, just it's gross. It's a hotel room. Calm down. So, um. Bree does something very interesting. Um, she play, she's playing mind games still, which is funny because she's the one that gets sent home eventually. Yeah, but yeah. she gets back on the couch mm-hmm. and they, they're forced to ask her how the date, how the night went. Yeah. And um, and just when you think Bree was going to say all the right things and be delicate about it, she uh, she looked at the women and said, um, but the night, I mean, that uninterrupted time. It was yeah. well worth the wait. Yeah. I mean, that yes. that to me is like sticking it yeah. in and just just turning I got, it. I, I got Whoa. ass last night. I got ass. I got laid. Now it's now it's up to you guys. You know, now it's how did your night go? Because I got laid. You know, what's what's that's a test. It's 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 a mind fuck. And it's it's amazing, but also very stressful for the people involved. Yep. And of course that throws Rachel into a tizzy. Right. She, she now is triggered, uh, crying so much so that she kind of ruins the first part of their date. Like, um, I felt bad. I felt bad for the ceramics instructor, to be honest, the ceramics was the, uh, was the activity. They obviously wanted to get to a point where they would reenact the ghost movie yeah. um, ceramic scene. But Ra- Rachel was so uh, put off by this notion that he slept with two other women yeah. that she just couldn't have a good time. And I felt yeah. bad for the ceramics teacher because she comes out. She comes out with like a world of energy yeah. and she's like, hey, 
I'm the ceramics teacher. My name's this, and we're going to do this. And hey, um, ceramics is just like relationships. You know, you got to plan for it, but then you then it changes, and then you got to adapt. And then and then she just gets like the stare from Rachel. Like I don't want any of your enthusiasm right now, lady. And um, and let's let's also put ourselves in the mindset of the ceramics lady. She had to quarantine for two <laughs> right. weeks for her scene. So she was like, probably they probably put her up there at that place or they made her stay. You know, she's a local hire. So they made her stay at her house or something, but she didn't, she like had been preparing for that. She got really ready and then she went on there and it was, and it was a real dud. And also as somebody that spent a lot of time in the ceramics room in high school, I got a real quarrel with, um, their, uh, their, immediate ability to do ceramics they threw on the wheel and anybody that's ever thrown on a ceramics wheel knows the most difficult part is centering the clay on the wheel as it spins and you can't it has to be like completely symmetrically centered or else you won't it won't turn into anything because it'll be off center well theirs was their clay was fucking perfectly centered right away i'll tell you right now that ceramics lady did that for them. There's no way those guys centered their own clay on those wheels. Sorry, they didn't. I'll, I'll well, fight that, anybody who, who wants to argue about it. Well, then ceramics, she's wrong. Ceramics is not like a relationship. In a relationship, you don't have somebody right. uh, started off in perfect condition yes. before, before you get into it. But um, she was... I felt really bad about ceramics lady. She had so much enthusiasm and she's like, this is my time to shine. Like I'm going to be the ceramics instructor of um, what's his face. The the cooking guy. That's a, that's a billionaire. I'm going to be, I'm going to have my own reality show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have my own reality show. You know, uh, Gina, the ceramics girl. And she just got, she got shot down by Rachel with the death stares and yeah. she was not into it. In fact, Rachel, um, Rachel needed to have a sidebar with Matt. You know, Matt's like, something's up. What's up. And, uh, she put him aside and she just told him, I, I'm having a lot of anxiety about you being with two other women. Mm-hmm. And I, I've lost confidence in us. Mm-hmm. And of course he does what he's done. He's batting like, if he's not batting a thousand, he's batting like nine fifty and salvaging these yeah. moments. Like yeah. he says the perfect thing every time to get her happy, smiling, kissing him, yeah. and then on board. Um, and he said that last week when we did the parachute thing, and I saw you take a fall, I genuinely thought to myself that I can't imagine a life without Rachel in it. That, that was, those were the thoughts that were going through my head Mm -hmm. and that just put a big smile on her face. Um, and a really kind of like, if he's not going to choose her, that's a really kind of misleading thing to say to her, but we'll see. Uh, But they do, but they do that on the show all the time, obviously, but also Matt James is perfect. So you, you can't imagine that Matt James is going to say, I can't imagine a life without you, Rachel, and then not pick Rachel because he always does the right thing, as you've alluded to. So she puts him on the spot at dinner and he goes right to the father story. A great way to avoid it. Um, and then um, I wrote down a, a note here about the Emmanuel Watcho thing. It just hit me that that's the reason why they had him host it. Um, there was fireworks outside their room which was a coincidence. They just happened to have fireworks. What are the odds? No, no one else is staying. No one else is staying at that hotel. And also I didn't, I don't remember this part, but also did they admire the fireworks? Like it was the first time they'd ever seen fireworks. And were they like, Oh wow. Oh my God. And like pointing and like really awed by the fireworks. I feel really bad for people on, on reality shows when fireworks go off because they're compelled to overreact to them. Like I tell people all the time, I have no interest in fireworks yeah. or parades. I don't oh want to God, see yes. either of those things, yes. but those are two things that you kind of just has to have to sit through yeah. as a parent or whatever. Yeah. And you just, you tolerate them, but yeah, you're right. They had to act as if it was the first, it was like, 
it w- were the fireworks that went off after we won the Revolutionary War. Right. It was it was that big of a deal. Yes, I agree. Um, so anyways, Rachel's happy. She sleeps with him. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything, um, any big takeaway from that overnight. So they get to the rose ceremony. In my head, I'm thinking Michelle is like, is the least, the, the path of least resistance here. He's just going to send her home and then it's going to come down to two tough ones. Well, right out of the gate, they had him give Michelle the rose and it comes down to Rachel and Brie. Now Brie last week was put off that she was the given the rose last when it came down to the final three. Yeah. Now she's on the hook again. Um, he chooses Rachel who we both think are going to win anyways, is going to win anyways. And, and I really felt for Brie, like I said, there's, uh, Rarely during the show do I feel a, any compassion towards these people. You know, they signed up for this, and it's always kind of an overreaction. No matter how many times I've seen it, I, I can't understand how they fall into these traps. But I really felt for her because um, she she was blindsided. I mean, that's the thing that you just mentioned. He's done such a great job convincing each of these women that he is going to be with them for the rest of his life. Yep that that she what she did not see this coming because he did nothing during the date or anything like that to to indicate that this was was going to uh happen no um and so Bree's gone yeah they, She's out they talked they talked about his big dick and so you thought things <laughs> things were going well between them they obviously had a nice session and this is you know i've changed my tune on this i don't maybe just because i'm a little older I, in Matt's position, if I know I'm not going to pick somebody, I can't, you know, I can't be intimate. I just would feel terrible about it. And, but I, I guess it is kind of expected. And I guess they, um, they explain it away by being like, well, I had a hard decision to make and I didn't know who I was picking until after the dates or whatever, but you know, he's got to know he's got, he's had to have known. And that's, this is, this is the big joke about these shows is that just these people are normal people they're human beings so they know who they're gonna pick pretty early on they know who the who the winner is weeks and weeks and weeks before and a a lot of times you can tell and so it just it gets it like jason was saying it gets kind of awkward when it gets to this this fantasy suite session of the show because it's just you know it's uh i don't know it's kind of it's kind, it's kind of rapey it is it yeah. is and that's why i think that's gonna they're gonna do away with it at some yeah. point like so they're that's the thing and um i need to shout out to like a fairly new podcast listener uh my buddy uh jonesy has been listening to the podcast and, S- and he loves it jonesy's jukebox steve jones from the sex pistols um he might be related, uh-huh. but no, oh. no. Uh, Jonesy's in uh, Placentia, California. Oh, um, Fullerton grad. So, uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. no. Um, so anyways, Jeff, um, he said to me, he's like, Jeff Jones. So I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this for the first time. Um, so he sleeps with all of them and then, uh, and then send somebody home. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, uh, they should have the parents meet the guy after yeah, they've slept really- with their, their girl, <laughs> <laughs> which, which would be, you're right. Would be, would be great TV. Um, but, but as I was explaining to him, like, I'm like, yes, this is the big, the, um, the big unaddressed part of this show. You know, they always have an after the rose, and in all of the um, all of the franchise shows that we've seen, they never do this. And there's a reason I understand, but I, I just want to see it done once. And maybe Emmanuel Acho will go off script because he's he's not used to this. But the host in the After the Rose um, ceremony has never asked the woman, or in the Bachelorette's case, the man, what did you think when you saw him sleep with yeah. the other woman 
two days before he proposed to you? What, like, what was going through your mind as you watched that back? Yeah. It's never once been addressed. To me, it's like a big elephant in the room. Yeah. And I would love to hear the answer and see the awkwardness of that, but it just never happened. No, it, ha- what, it has in the, I guess in the reverse, the Nick Vile, Nick, Nick Vile, who's oh. a disgusting human being. He, <laughs> he confronted after he lost and didn't get the final rose. Sean something got the final rose. And then at the after the final rose, when he's gets to have his confrontation with Andy Dorfman, he's like, hey, if you didn't love me and you weren't going to pick me, why did you have sex with me? Yeah, I mean, he was a little bit more delicate than that. No, he, he was not. You- that is exactly what he said. He said, why no, did you have sex no, no, with no. me? Yeah. I mean, we can confirm with reality, Steve, or just Google it. But I think his his phraseology was, if you were not in love to me, then why did you make love to me? Uh, I I really do think that he did something like that. If if I were Andy Dorfman, then I I would immediately come back with because you're the type of person that says make love. (laughs) <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So you're right. Nick Vile was the one who, uh, what's the word breaking the third wall or breaking yeah, the fourth, fourth wall, wall. <laughs> whatever yeah. it was, he went, he went off script and you could tell because at the time it hit her in the gut. Like, wait a minute. Did he just slut shame me on, on national TV? He wasn't supposed to ask me about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. It sets up a finale and we need to promote the fact that reality, Steve, I'm confident promoting it without booking it, which yeah. is goes against my supposed to do that. my professional ethics. Right. But we got to have Steve on next week to to give us all the dirt because, as you know, this has been the most controversial season of The Bachelor ever. We need to see how it, it turns out next week. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, excellent job as always, Jason. It's really nice that I barely need to watch i'm much like the listeners to this show i barely watch the bachelor and i get everything i need to know from you because you your analysis and your recaps are spot on very fun to do this show and discuss it with you we'll do it again next week for jason yes, for jason stewart i'm here for that my name is brian beckner this has been the bachelor lifestyle from the ball lifestyle.com to the fantasy suite Falls deep so you can sleep With your third or fourth girl in a week We making a connection We falling in love We chilling in the mansion Outside's the hot tub We starting in LA And then we travel the world We toasting champagne We got 32 girls Who gets a hometown And who's the most hated Who had the best date And who's getting eliminated We always speculating Like you wouldn't believe But I cheated Logged on to reality Steve So it's the bachelor lifestyle We living in It's the ball of lifestyle We living in Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.